Pastor Xavier Ruiz and a vision of the future for the promised land. The land of Israel is called holy only one time in the Bible. Do you realize that? Zechariah 2.12, listen. And the Lord will take possession of Judah as his inheritance in the holy land and will again choose Jerusalem. You know, in the millennial, holiness unto the Lord, even their horses will have bells, holiness unto the Lord, right? Only one time, the land's called holy land, right here. Welcome to Simple Truths, the daily half-hour study of God's Word with Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. If in the day we live in, the nation of Israel seems to make the headlines of the nightly news on a regular basis, it shouldn't come as a surprise that the same Holy Land is frequently mentioned consistently throughout the Scriptures as well. And maybe most significant is its role in the coming Millennial Kingdom. And so coming up, our teacher, Pastor Xavier, opens to the Old Testament to discover the simple truths of a future prophetic fulfillment for God's people and their land, delivered by the prophet Zechariah in a message of divine judgment of wickedness. Let's listen. Zechariah chapter 5, we're going to do the whole chapter, 11 verses, they're short. And um, the message is entitled, God's Judgment of Wickedness. The prophet Zechariah saw a vision of the scroll moving through the air. Kind of strange. The vision came to Zechariah as he just finished hearing the words of the interpreting angel about the last vision of the two olive trees. Then I turned and raised my eyes. The first verse. So as his eyes were fixed on the previous vision, he turned and he saw now this scroll. Now notice the vision Zechariah saw was strange in occurrence. He saw there a flying scroll. He's not left to his own interpretation. You and I are not left in any of these visions. They are given the interpretation. The angel gave the general identity of the scroll first. Listen to his words. Then he said to me, this is the curse that goes out over the face of the whole earth. The curse here refers to the consequences of obeying and disobeying the covenant that Israel made with, with God back in Deuteronomy 27, 28. If you, if you obey, I'll bless you. If you disobey, I'll get you. And they understood that. That was the covenant. Conditional. Notice the curse is pronounced over all the face of the whole earth. The phrase in short-term fulfillment refers to the Jews who had gone now out of captivity from Babylon, but they were still disobeying God's covenant word. Though they had returned to the land, they had not returned to God. Now, we've seen the repentance all, already with Haggai, because Haggai and him are prophesying at the same time. And we saw in the first vision also of uh, Zechariah. But there were still some who were not, all right? The word earth can be translated land. And it could refer to Israel and Jerusalem on the short-term basis. But long-term-wise, the fulfillment of this is the ultimate Fulfillment as he judges sin through the seven-year tribulation, the wrath of God from heaven, to establish the millennial kingdom, okay? Now, notice the angel gave the specific identity now of the curse. Every thief shall be expelled according to this side of the scroll, and every perjurer shall be expelled according to the other side. The end of verse 3 says, the guilty party is said to be the thief and the perjurer. Who in spite of the 70 year judgment, they continue to live in this rebellious way. Okay? 
The thief was guilty of the eighth commandment dealing with man's relationship to man, the second table of the law. The perjurer was guilty of the third commandment dealing with man's relationship to God, the first table of the law. The vertical is the most important. Because we fear God, we obey God, then we see an extension of God to our parents, which is the first one for the second tablet, okay? Now, notice the identity of the scroll is confirmed to be the two tablets of the Ten Commandments by the description that it was written on both sides according to the side of the scroll, just as the tablets given to Moses in Exodus 32, 15, okay? He's dealing with his covenant people. Even though God had brought them back from captivity, there was still rebellion in the heart of many of them. I will send out the curse, says the Lord of hosts, Yahweh of hosts. God will seek each person out. Listen to his words. It shall enter his house of the thief into the house of the one who swears falsely by my name, using the name of God, passing himself off as being one with God, but just using God. Notice God will carry out the punishment It shall remain in the midst of the house and consume it with its timber and stone. Very picturesque, very specific, meaning that he will bring judgment on them regardless. Whatever they have gained, he'll take from them. The scroll of the broken law will judge every guilty person coming out of Babylon. Notice secondly, the basket of evil purse. In 5 through 6, the prophet Zechariah then saw something else in the vision here. The angel continues to instruct the prophet. Notice the angel is merely the instrument of God to guide Zechariah through these visions. The angel is not the one giving the vision. The angel gave a command to Zechariah, lift up your eyes now and see what this is that goes forth. Once again, the word lift your eyes confirms it's a vision. Well, awake. The purpose is to mark what Zechariah observes with his eyes. See what this that goes forth. The prophet Zechariah once again admits his own inability to comprehend, notice, what he sees. The angel first gave the general interpretation of Zechariah in verse 6. The angel told the prophet that the basket he was seeing was going to be taken somewhere. And he said, it is a basket that is going forth. The word basket is ephod, about seven gallons of dry measure used um, by the Jews. It has the affiliation and connection here of commercialism, business. The angel then told the prophet that the basket depicted what it was known by all already. Listen, this is their resemblance throughout the earth. The word resemblance literally means what is seen with the eye. In other words, it's understood, it's perceived. The character and reputation was one of evil, and it will be revealed in the next verse. Babylon. The end will describe the particulars of the vision. Here is the lead disc lifted up, and this is a woman sitting inside the basket. There was a lead disc-like shape object lifted up, sort of like a flying saucer, panned out if you want. And it confirms it is going to be taken somewhere here. Verse 5 says, see what this is that goes forth. Then on the, this lead saucer like this, a woman is sitting inside the basket. 
Notice the angel didn't declare what the vision of the woman in the basket represented. We're not given to ourselves objectively. Then he said, this is wickedness. The basket represented the measure of evil still among the remnants of the Jews. This is corporate sin. The first vision was individual sin. This is corporate sin now. Okay? Now notice the angel depicted the evil of this woman that needed to be contained. And he thrust her down into the basket and threw the lid cover over its mouth. So the angel is pictured as forcibly containing the evil this woman represents. It's trying to get out. The word thrust means to cast down, to hurl into the basket to confine it. The idea is forcibly and even violently in a manner. As if you're trying to get that rat and you've got a bucket and you've got a thing and you get it in and put that lid right out at the same time. You don't want to let it out. Then the angel notice is pictured as sealing the basket to ensure that confinement of the evil she represents. See, God was going to purge the land of Israel and Jerusalem of their evil practices brought back. That's the short term. The land of Israel is called holy only one time in the Bible. Do you realize that? Zechariah 2.12, listen. And the Lord will take possession of Judah as his inheritance in the Holy Land and will again choose Jerusalem. You know, in the millennium, holiness unto the Lord, even the, even the horses will have bells, holiness unto the Lord, right? What's on the might of the priest? Holiness to the Lord, right? Only one time the land's called the Holy Land, right here. The long term looks to the destruction of commercial Babylon that will be set up during the Great Tribulation. Babylon, the mother of harlots, and the abomination of the earth, the kingdom of the Antichrist, Revelation 11. God will destroy commercial Babylon altogether. The world is very um, corrupt place, always has been, will continue to be, it'll get worse. But thank God we have Jesus Christ and the hope of him. Satan is called the god of this world. He's the source of evil. 2 Corinthians 4.4 4. The devil holds men and women captive to do his will in 2 Timothy 2.26. Satan, Lucifer, son of the morning, who fell from heaven, weakened the nations. Isaiah 14.12 says, Satan's a liar, the father of lies. Jesus said, he, Satan, was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. John 8.44. Satan will go out to deceive the nations which are in the four corners of the earth. Gog and Magog will gather together for the battle whose numbers will be as the sand of the seas. Revelation 20 verse 8. You know what that is? That's at the end of the thousand year reign. After a perfect reigning of Jesus for a thousand years, Satan is bound. He's let loose again. What do people do? They follow Satan again. Are you saying we're good? I've always told you, finish the sentence. Good for nothing. Some of the most wicked places in our present world regarding evil and wickedness are exalted and praised as good and beneficial for mankind. And they're some of the most financially prosperous. Planned Parenthood, who murder babies for profit and sells now body parts. The gentlemen we have killed. Mothers have killed 50 million of their babies since 1973, Roe vs. Wade. If you add up all the men that have died in all the wars we've ever known, they don't even come close. Our enemies did that. Mothers have done this to their own children. The pornography industry, 
has corrupted many young women and enslaved so many young men, not to mention the marriages and families they have destroyed and continue to destroy. In some parts of the nation, there's a professional prostitute house and they get to get a W-2 and claim taxes and all the kind of stuff. Pastors and churches deceiving so many today by giving them a watered-down gospel, which is no gospel at all, for the love of popularity, fame, and fortune. These are the worst of all that I've mentioned because you're dealing with eternity and spiritual matters. They're the worst. God help pastors when they don't teach the word of God, when they don't proclaim the need of salvation through the repentance of sins in the name of Jesus Christ, when they are intimidated or struck with fear and they insult the blood of the martyrs. God help us. Isaiah 5.20 says, Woe to those who are called good evil and evil good. Put darkness for light, light for darkness. Put bitter for sweet, sweet for bitter. Welcome to America and the world. God will judge the evil commerce of the kingdom of the Antichrist. Listen to Revelation 17. So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness, and I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast, which was full of names of blasphemies, having seven heads and ten horns. The woman was arrayed with purple and scarlet, adorned with gold and precious stones and pearls, having on her hand a golden cup full of abominations and the filthiness of her fornications. In her forehead a name was written, Mystery Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and of the abominations of the earth. She's hot to trot, but she's headed for judgment. Here's the mind which has wisdom. The seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman sits, Revelation 17, 9 says. And the woman who you saw is that great city which reigns over the kings of the earth, verse 18 says. Who is that? The Roman Catholic Church sits on seven hills of Rome, the most powerful church that has ever been and still is. She will be one with the Antichrist and he will turn around and devour her. The basket of evil purged from the land regarded the evil Israel learned. In Babylon. Notice thirdly, we have the woman of evil removed now. Verse 9 through 11. The prophet Zechariah in verse 9 saw two other individuals in the vision now. Zechariah described himself ready to receive the continuation of the vision. Then I raised my eyes and looked. And God is the one revealing. He's the one receiving. And Zechariah saw two more females. And the two women are one with the woman of wickedness in the basket. These two women will be the ones transporting that wicked woman in the basket. Notice Zechariah, seeing them, described their appearance coming with the wind in their wings, for they had wings like the wings of a stork. They arrived flying, wind in the wings, and they're represented by a simile. A simile is a, a form of speech that is introduced by one of two words, like or as. Someone says to you, man, he ran fast as lightning. It doesn't mean you're lightning. He's comparing you to something. And so here, like storks, the interesting thing is storks are unclean birds. And they're birds again. Birds are evil. Okay? They are one with the wicked evil of the woman. For birds in scripture are symbolic of Unclean and evil beasts. Leviticus eleven nineteen. Remember Abraham was making a covenant with God in, in Genesis fifteen eleven, and and vultures were around and he shooed them away. Evil. There's also the parable of the sower depicting the birds that devour the seed from the heart of man, the wayside. Matthew thirteen four. There is the parable of the mustard seed. 
when it grows abnormally large because it's a bush. The fat birds lodge within. When the church becomes abnormally large in the, in the, in the last times, Jesus said, there's a lot of dishonest people coming into the church, merchandising the people of God, bringing corrupt teaching. Peter says in chapter 2, they will have great followings from within. Judas Iscariots are not outside the church, they're inside the church. Remember that. The note is now Zechariah observed the two women taking the confined wicked woman away. And they lifted up the basket between earth and heaven. And the woman in the basket was suspended in the air between heaven and earth. God was going to purge the land again of Israel, the evil of this remnant they had learned. And then he's also, as he mentioned, deal with the ones still in Babylon. When you come to verse 10 and 11, the prophet Zechariah asked the angel the destination of this woman in basket in the air. Zechariah was completely dependent on the angel once again to understand the vision. Verse 10, the prophet identifies him as the same angel. So I said to the angel who talked with me. Consistently, Zechariah reveals his inability. It's very important to understand this, okay? Consistently revealing his responsibility to pay attention because he has to communicate to the people of God. Peter says the men of all the prophets, they looked sometimes, they understood who they spoke about. Other times they didn't, they examined it. No big deal for future generations. So it's God who chooses when he opens the understanding or not or why he does and why he doesn't. But it is he who interprets his own word, not subjectively by our own doing. And so the prophet asked the place the basket was taken. Where are they carrying the basket? He had no idea. He could not figure it out. Even though he had all the preceding visions at this point, he still couldn't, put the, couldn't connect the dots. So in verse 11, Zechariah was given the location by the angel. The angel revealed the woman of wickedness and the basket would return to the origin where it came from. And he said to me to build a house for it in the land of Shinar. Shinar originally was the kingdom of Nimrod who hunted souls away from God in Genesis 10, 9 and 10. Babylon represents everything that stands against God and the Jews had learned all this evil in Babylon, but they're still in it. The evil that resided in Babylon was all related to their evil religions, much of it. A woman is also symbolic and representative of religion in the scriptures. Listen to Revelation 2.20. Nevertheless, I have a few things against you, Jesus says, because you allow the woman Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess, to teach and seduce my servants to commit sexual immorality and eat things sacrificed to idols. A woman. Religion. Replacing the gospel. Notice the angel revealed it would be sent and reside in the region of Babylon. When it is ready, the basket will be set there in its base. So the Tower of Babel was built as a religion in rebellion against God in Genesis 11. It's got a long history back in Genesis. When someone has a contagious disease, you have to isolate them to protect others. This is what God is doing here. He's chasing his people. He's sanctifying them now. He doesn't want them corrupted again. The prophet Isaiah prophesies against Babylon short-term and long-term. And let me just kind of just give you a little uh, information there. The short-term is in Isaiah 13, 17, and 18 was that God would bring the Medo-Persian Empire to judge Babylon, as you know. Cyrus, the king of Persia, is called by name, and he's called as anointed in 2 Chronicles 36, 23. Ezra 1, verse 1 and 2, Isaiah 45, 1. 
The Medes being the fiercer of the two, came and joined together. Persia is not mentioned here at this point, but it was fulfilled in 339 B.C. And if you were with us in the study of Jonah in 612, then um, Nineveh was destroyed, the capital of Assyria. Now, the long term will be in the fulfillment during the Great Tribulation. It will be as Sodom and Gomorrah, Isaiah 13, verse 19 through 22 says. So Isaiah gives us the short term, the long term, just like we have it here. Babylon was completely deserted by the 7th century AD, and the Bedouins regarded as, as a superstitious dread. Babylon of old is today modern-day Iraq. Remember when Saddam Hussein was declaring himself to be a descendant of Nebuchadnezzar, a desert storm, and he was preparing the city to be just as grand. Well, God had different plans for him. John records the destiny of religious Babylon in Revelation 18. Commercial Babylon, 17. Religious Babylon, 18. Listen carefully. In the tribulation period, this will take place. The commerce of the world and religion marries together all the time, and it, it will be completely destroyed. In Revelation 18, verse 1, he says, After these things I saw another angel coming down from heaven, having great authority, and the earth was illuminated with his glory. And he cried mightily in a loud voice, saying, Babylon the great has fallen, has fallen, and has become a dwelling place of demons, a prisoner for every foul spirit, a cage for every unclean and hated bird. For all the nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. The kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth have become rich through the abundance of her luxuries. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, lest you share in her sins, those who call upon the Lord during the great tribulation. And lest you receive her plagues, for her sins have reached to heaven, and God has remembered her iniquity, rendered to her just as she rendered to you, and repay her double according to her words, in the cup of which she has mixed, mixed double for her, in the measure that she has glorified herself and lived luxuriously, in the same measure give her torment and sorrow. For she says in her heart, I sit as a queen, and am no widow. I will not see sorrow. Therefore, her plagues will come in one day. Death and mourning and famine. And she will utterly burn with fire. For strong is the Lord God who judges her. It will happen, ladies and gentlemen. You can only read the writing on the wall. It's coming. The woman of evil was removed and returned. The Babylon. This is the vision that reveals the judgments of God regarding the evil to sanctify his people back in the land. Consisting of these three scenes, the scroll of the broken law would judge every guilty person coming out of Babylon and who remain in Babylon. The basket of evil purged from the land regarded the evil Israel learned in Babylon. And the two women, evil, removed to Babylon. I'm so glad he gave us the interpretation. Because I would have I come up with a whopper. Pay attention. These are current today, ladies and gentlemen. Short term, long term. God has not given us his word to say, Well, you know, that's the way it used to be. It doesn't apply today. Really? You better read very, very carefully. The judgment of God is coming. I pray that if you don't know Jesus Christ, that you repent from your sins and call upon his name. And that his mercy would fall upon you. And he would bury your sins in the deepest ocean. 
and fill your heart and your mind with the love and the grace of Jesus Christ that you might be a light to the world in this very dark, dark world. Pastor Xavier Reese with a look into God's future dealings of the wickedness of the world by way of the Old Testament vision of the prophet Zechariah today. Now you can request a copy of this study titled God's Judgment of Wickedness, available on CD for just $4. And by the way, this CD will also contain everything Pastor Xavier shared with us the last time we were together as well. Now the title you'll be asking for once again is God's Judgment of Wickedness. Or simply mention today's date when you write Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. Or to make your request by phone, call 800-926-1485. Again, that's 800-926-1485. Or the address once again is Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. And it's helpful when you mention the call letters of this station when you contact us. And then join us for more Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese right here next time. Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese, a daily half-hour broadcast, is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California www.calvarychapelpasadena.com